I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. You can live a long, healthy life if you're HIV positive. With the current treatments, we can get patients down to being undetectable. The array of options is so much greater today. U equals U. Undetectable equals untransmittable. If someone who's HIV positive, they're taking their medication, they're undetectable, they're not able to pass HIV to their partners. Do it for you, Montgomery County. Your HIV treatment is their prevention. Get more information at doitforumc.org. Hey everyone, Scott Hansen here from NFL Red Zone. I hope you're checking out one hour of Five Yard Rush, one of the best podcasts on NFL football in the UK. Welcome to the Five Yard IDP pod with me, Nate Davis. Today we'll be re- we will be reviewing week nine and getting you ready for week ten. How are you, Mr. Veal? Your good week on the old fantasy train? Yeah, yeah, we both had a good IDP uh, uh, week in our IDP leagues, uh, wins all rounds, and um, so yeah, quite happy and um, beating our uh, our very own Rich um, in our Lawrence Taylor league. So uh, yeah, happy with that. Still four and five in both, but uh, you're storming away with the Ray Lewis league at the moment. So, uh, but yeah, mm. yeah, good uh, yeah. good weekend and. Yeah, I'm looking forward to this show because it's just been a, it was a mental, mental Sunday. It was just it was all crazy over the shot. So um, crazy, yeah. crazy, crazy. Did we? I, I haven't done it. I haven't done the review of how many we, how many predictions we got wrong. But that was incredible. I mean, oh, funny. no. <laughs> I mean, seriously, it was. If anybody, you know, anybody put some money on a, a bit of an accumulator of bets and, and that come in, what happened? That was crazy. The well, teams we, that were. We'd have- We'd have to give him a job because that's just, um, yeah, Get him in. It, it was all over the shop. But uh, yeah, it's um, another entertaining weekend. So yeah, absolutely. So, so looking forward to it. So I'm going to mention um, our fan team free roll. We had it last week. Um, absolutely amazing. We had 1,200 people um, joined it. Uh, absolutely crazy numbers. Um we're doing it again this week. I've just heard it's kind of breaking news. We obviously record this on a on a Tuesday night, um, and yeah, we've been told that we we are doing it again this week. Um, so if you tune in to the DFS show, which um, 
will be tomorrow night. This goes out on a Wednesday. Um, so, yeah, Thursday night's DFS show. You can find out more on there. Um, before we go any further on the actual pod itself, I've got to let you know the usual. Um, as you know, we are supported by Manscaped. They are our sponsors. And they are the market leader in men's below-the-waist grooming. They've just released their lawnmower 4.0, which is a fantastic bit of kit. And one of the best things about it is the skin-safe technology, so you get no nicks on your bits. You can receive 20% off with the code 5YARD at manscaped.com. It really is a game-changer in that area, so uh, you're missing out if you don't have one. As I said, 20% off with the code 5YARD at manscaped.com um there's also free worldwide shipping so sort yourself out and get involved right then brent you're kicking us off with thursday night football yeah ravens ravens Ravens, dolphins is it ravens at the dolphins yeah um just a word of warning for our our listeners um there's a good chance my wife who runs care home has taken my two huskies with her so they've been out the house all day they are that recommended uh, oh, the rest of Hus- it, Hus- Huskies in the care home? Yeah, oh, they've, been, they've, they've, they've been tested for COVID. They're okay. Um, okay. So, But they are due home any minute now. So I apologise if there's a bit of hooning around and, and mayhem in a minute and some barking. So hooning. Um, we're going to do our best to... Yeah, well, you've met my dogs. You know what they're like. Mm. So anyway, we're going to do our best to work through it. Power through. So yeah, uh, Thursday night football, Ravens at the Dolphins. Right. Good news. Dolphins win a game. Bad news. I think the one game win streak probably ends on Thursday. Um, So, I mean, the Ravens offense on Sunday, just, they just kept pounding away against the Vikings. um, And to get, I hate to mention it, another overtime win or loss, depending on what side of the fence you're at. But uh, the defense played its part, to be fair. Uh, They put Kirk Cousins under good pressure. They held the Vikings to just 13 first downs. Um, 31 31 points conceded were mainly down to big plays by Cousins, uh, Jefferson and, and Dalvin Cook, to be fair, um, rather than sort of great plays by the defence. Um, the bad news for the, the Miami fans is the Dolphins don't really do big plays. Um, they haven't really got it in their locker at the moment. So um, top Ravens performers from week nine, uh, Josh Burns, um, 32-year-old linebacker, top score with 22 points. Um, he's done okay, but you know he's been called up from the practice squad in week six, so um, probably not one for you um, sort of dynasty um, fans out there. Um, elsewhere, uh, linebacker Tyus Bowers have picked up 14 and a half points for the second week running. Uh, DB Deshaun Elliott uh, had a good day with 17 points, but he's now probably out for the season. Torn pec and biceps we're hearing. So um, the Elliott injury does it is probably a bit of good news if you've got Marlon Humphrey on your roster though. Um, so that's something to consider. I'm still not big on this Ravens defense from an IDP perspective. Um, as a defense for me, they do just enough to get Lamar Jackson and that offense back on the field. And then they just let Lamar do his thing. Um, if you break down the fantasy numbers aside, arguably from Jason away, who's had a reasonable season, mind you, even then he's only hit double figures four out of the nine weeks. Um, so even Patrick Queen, I'm, I know he's a popular draft pick. I've got him in at least one of our IDP leagues. Um, by the 22 points he racked up in week one, he's done, I wouldn't say he's done nothing, but he's not been 
the most consistent sort of player you could you could have on your roster. Um, the other issue I've got with this matchup from the Ravens' point of view against the Dolphins is the defense is probably not likely to be on the field an awful lot. Uh, Thursday night. That's more likely to be down to Miami's offense, playing safe, you know, going three and out again. Um, whether two is back or not, I don't know. They're taking it day by day. Um, it could be Jacoby Brissett again on Thursday. So, um, but I think it'll be more the Dolphins' offense being safe and checking down and all the rest of it than big defensive plays from the Ravens this week. So, um, from the Dolphins' perspective, uh, you know, the Dolphins defense, on the other hand, I do expect to be on the field a lot Thursday night. Um, not good for us Miami fans necessarily in terms of the result, but it could be some busy boys racking up some IDP numbers um, from the fantasy side of things. Jerome Baker, still a must start for me if you've got him. Um, picked up another 18 and a half points, including a, a very, very bit of a tenuous pick um, against the Texans. Um, I thought he came back from being out of bounds, actually, but the line judge <laughs> called it in. Um, yeah. I'm not going to complain, uh, but he's a safe bet for double figures most weeks. Um, Manuel Ogba uh, is another one in the front seven worth a shout, especially off the back of the 31 and a half points he racked up last weekend, two and a half sacks, got to the QB another three times. Um, and that's the value for me in the matchup this week. Um it's it's for me it's in the Dolphins D line and, and linebackers. Uh because as fun as it is to watch Lamar Jackson, you know, he has also been stuffed twenty-four times this season. Um that puts him fifth currently on the uh, the Tannehill ometer of sacks, um, as no one's calling it. Um I say if you short a DL this week, you could if you wanted to possibly take a wave of punt on the likes of Christian Wilkins or Andrew Van Ginkle. Van Ginkle would probably be the preferred option. Picked up 17 points, including another sack against the Texans. But I that's a bit of a stretch, if I'm being mm. honest. Um, you know, you, I think you'd have to be very short. Very <laughs> yeah. short, actually. Um, they're not in my pick to the week. No. So that's a little bit left field. That's the desperate Miami fan in me. Um, so, yeah, I'm not interested in the Dolphins DBs this week. Uh, nothing in the secondary. Uh, Jackson does throw the odd pick, seven so far this season, but his pass completions currently sit at 65%, so he does take pretty good care of the ball. Um, that completion percentage is on a par with Aaron Rodgers, Josh Allen. So, you know, he's, he's not an easy pick for most secondaries. Um, so, in the game up, uh, Ravens to win it. Uh, Dolphins, DL and, and linebackers for a little bit of IDP value, but I would stick with your tried and tested players, i.e. your Jerome Bakers probably. Uh, yeah. Not much outside of that for me. Yeah, I've got the, I got the Ravens winning it. Just to just to add what what you mentioned on um, uh, Patrick Queen. So I believe that uh, Patrick Queen is being mentored now by Josh Bynes, um, which is quite incredible because Josh Bynes is Nee, nee. He's, a, mm. nee. he's an all right linebacker, but he's so same mentally. I found that out on the uh, big nickel IDP pod from the IDP guys. Anybody watching this that is really into the IDP side of things, you know, that is where, you know, that is one of the one of the pods that I listen to. They are cracking guys. And um, yeah, if you can. Give give them a listen. They are they're they're a different gravy. Um, yeah, he's been a bit. He's as I say, I, I was trying to sugarcoat. He's been a big disappointment, I think. For, yeah, and he's and he went early in a lot of drafts. Like I said, I took him. I can't remember where I drafted him, but I know I took him fairly early on. Um, and I, I'm I'm not alone, but yeah, just hasn't hasn't produced. 
So. Yeah, yeah. He, I mean, look, he's one of those guys that you, they've they've spent a lot of time on him already. Um, he's he's got that sort of like raw qualities. It's just more. I think it's a discipline. It's knowing when to um, go all in and not. You know, the thing is, he misses quite a few tackles and things like that. And I think that's that's the problem with Patrick. Do you, think, do you think he's trying too hard at the moment now? I think he's trying too hard to make a big play and a big statement. So the issue is, is yeah, you know, he's 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 charging in when when he should be sort of holding. Um, you know, and the thing is, he get if he gets beat, it, it, the impact's bigger. So it, it is, yeah, it's just a case of. It's just a case of, you know, it's typical youth, really, from that point of view. That's that's that side of it just needs to be not not, you know, just drummed, not drummed out of him. But, you know, because you still want you still want to keep that raw rawness, but you don't want it to be at the detriment of a big play to the opposition. And I think that's the issue that I think people are looking at with Patrick Queen. Um, You just get back to the basics, doesn't they? Yeah. That's it. That's that that side of things. But I mean, again, it, it, yeah, we'll we'll wait and see. It's not over for him, but it's um, yeah, certainly damaging him this year. Um, but yeah, so where are my Falcons at the Cowboys for me? Um, kicking off the Sunday games for me, I've got I've got this down as an easy win for the Cowboys. Um, but IDP wise, I like this for both sides. Um, I expect the Cowboys, like I said, to bounce back and win this game. I really like their secondary. I like the Cowboys secondary and I like the Falcons linebackers in this. So going through week nine, what a great win it was for the Falcons. And I sort of kicked myself for betting against them in this. People that know... I followed the Falcons before before the Vikings, before I found my team to support. I followed the Falcons because one of my closest friends um, supports them and he got me into it. But I should have known that, you know, the Falcons show up playing against the Saints. They really do. And they did on the weekend. It was it was a really good performance by the Falcons. And um, yeah, they did brilliantly. And it was quite a week points wise. For the Falcons, um, sorry, it was a quiet week points-wise for the Falcons, um, IDP-wise. Grady Jarrett, 11.5 points. He was unlucky not to get a sack. Um, the other two to sort of mention is the DBs, Eric Harris, Fabian Morrow, that he's currently playing well. The, the one guy that I do really like, and I've liked him since they picked him, to be fair, it was a bit of a shock when they did pick him, but but they did, and that's DB um, AJ Terrell. I know he said rookie then because he was such a. It was a big deal when they picked him up as a rookie last year. Um, he got 16 points in week nine, and I feel it was going to be another busy, busy day for him um, in week ten against Dak. So, so yeah, I, I, I do like AJ Terrell. Flipping it over to the Cowboys, D. I said, and I, I've already mentioned, I like I like the matchup on the secondary. Um, it was a ter- week nine was a terrible, terrible week for the Cowboys. I, I, I complete shocker that one, and I know the way the way it happened as well. I mean, the Broncos were seriously not playing well, um, completely clueless in what they were doing, 
And then they put that performance together against the Cowboys that were on fire, everyone was saying. So, shocking. But anyway, IDP-wise, the Cowboys spent spent a lot of time on the field. Mika Parsons was second overall in scoring. I know I I had it. I've had it. I've had it rubbed out. Actually, he was first overall, but last night screwed it. Um, Mika Parsons, yeah, forty-one point five zero points, two point five sacks, ten tackles, and three tackles for a loss. It was a run-heavy game from the Broncos. Malvin Gordon. Javante Williams, they kept churning away, churning away, and they kept finding the holes. They kept doing damage. Um, and that that did assist Mika Parsons to getting a score like that. Also, DL Carlos Watkins, he benefited from it. He got himself a sack and a, he got himself a few tackles as well. Um, other people that benefited, talking about it, step forward, Mr. Leighton Van Der Esch. He's arrived. He's back. Mm-hmm. We haven't mentioned him for a while, have we? No, 19.5 points, 12 tackles and a tackle for a loss. Um, But got to put that to bed because they're playing the Falcons week 10. It will not be run heavy. I mean, their options for a run heavy offense is Mike Davis, who just, just has not, it just not, it's just not happened for him and them this season. So do not expect those kind of figures to come back again because Matty will air it out. Um, so my 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 thing is fire up that Dallas secondary. Jordan Lewis, Jerome Curse, Trevon Diggs, and even Donovan Wilson. I think they could be the they could be the way to go in this one for me. Um, yeah, so so that's the players that I would look to 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 hit a big score this week. And of the obvious names, the Falcons linebackers again. The um, yeah, if you got Mika Parsons, fair play to you. Um, but yeah, it's a Dallas bounce back win for me. Um, and there you go. What do you reckon, Brent? Yeah, I, I think it was um, just put it down to a blip for for Dallas. Um, I think the and to be fair, although the Falcons played well, you know the Saints ran them close. Um, you know they they chased them down towards the end and. But for a big play by Ryan, uh, which I'll touch on when I, I cover the Saints in a bit, um, yeah, that that game could have gone either way towards the end. But uh, yeah, the Andy and the Falcons fans will be loving that because absolutely they, they hate the Saints. Um, they, they really they do. Absolutely hate each other. So, um, but yeah, uh, Cowboys for me. Yeah. So, where are you? Right, uh, I am going to New York, uh, where we've got the Bills coming to the Jets. Uh, so the Bills coming off the back of losing Sunday's Josh Allen Bowl, uh, where quarterback Josh Allen looked a bit out of sorts. Um, so, but you can't pin it all on on Allen. To be fair, it was a bad day all round, um, bad day at the office for for the Bills. Um, IDP wise for Buffalo, uh, Levi Wallace corner was a standout performer. Um, I don't think we've mentioned him all season uh, with twenty points. On the other side, Tredavious White uh, crept into double figures with 13.5 points. The matchup this week, I expect a response from the Bills. Uh, it's a must-win must divisional game after they slipped to 5-3. and three, um, And they've now got the 5-4 and four Pats breathing down their necks as well. So against the Jets, for me, the DBs have got to be in play because it's Zach Wilson. Um, 
you know, he's he's already thrown nine picks this season. Uh, and if you've got the likes of Jordan Poyer, he's a must start for me in this game. Um, Wilson, I think, is still sort of prone to, to sort of airing out and making mistakes. Um, if you're sniffing around on the waivers, uh, Tredavious White and Levi Wallace should be out there. Uh, Levi Wallace, bit of a flash in the pan score for me. So Tredavious White would be the one to look at. I wouldn't be surprised if the, the linebackers step up and play better this week as well against his Jets offence. Uh, Tremaine Edmonds, Matt Milano, um, I'd be looking for them to score well again um, against the Jets offence, which is, is you know, they both had relatively quiet performances on Sunday, but this is a bit of a different matchup. Um, nothing in the deal for me at the moment for this Bills team. Uh, Greg Rousseau, someone I was quite hot on in the summer, someone I tipped, hasn't scored well really since his 26 points in week five against the Chiefs. Um, and the concern for me with the likes of Rousseau as a young player, underperforming um, in terms of fancy points. Now, he's been up against the Jags, the Dolphins and the Titans in the last three games. Those are hardly world-class offensive lines. Um, so if he's not getting through those, questions have got to be asked, to be honest. Um Moving over to the Jets, coming off Thursday night's defeat last week to the Colts. Um, and the DB, Ashton Davis, was a standout IDP player last Thursday with 19.5 points, a uh, couple of forced fumbles. Um, I don't like the Jets' secondary, though, this week. Um, in the loss to the Jags, the Bills did not. They just they, they seemed to abandon the running game altogether. Um, and Allen seemed to be running around all over the place. Um you know, and it did allow the Jags to put constant pressure on Allen. This week, again, I expect a bit more from the run game. Um, expect Singletary to be a bit more involved. They should have Zach Moss back um, from yeah. concussion protocol. So, and to be fair, although he had a bad game, Allen doesn't throw too many picks. Um, he's only thrown five this season. So I, I wouldn't be looking at that Jets secondary in any way, shape or form. Um, positives for the Jets. We would be looking at someone that we've seemed to mention every week, CJ Mosley, um, to have another busy day. Bar week one, he has been good for double-digit IDP points every week he's played since week two. Um, in the DL, I'd expect Quinn and Williams to be more involved as well. Uh, like Mosley, he's been good for 10-plus scores the last three weeks, so he's sort of trending fairly consistently. So uh, there's a bit of IDP value on both sides, uh, both teams, but Bills Bills win this game for me um, simply because they have to. Um, they've got to get back on track, um, and um, yeah, I, I think they'll they'll put it together. And they've got to be better, and I think they will be better against yeah. the Jets team on Sunday. Well, yeah, I'm not sure who the quarterback will be because obviously Zach's out. Zach Zach Wilson's out, so it's been out for quite a while. Um, but it's going either going to be Mike White or is it Johnson, the other guy? I don't think. Yeah, he came in last week. Yeah, yeah. Um, Sorry, yeah. But um, but yeah, I mean, it, I mean, does, it doesn't really make to be fair. Different. We we mentioned him last week, didn't we? I mean, he has he he did sort of step in and he was, you know, he was fairly solid. But it's it's still it's still a hell of a it's still of a if that's where you're pinning your hopes hopes on the fact that that that's how it's going to hold up. Yeah. I mean, the bills the bills should be all over that, and I I expect them like like you said. I mean, it was the Titans. The Titans are on a bit of I, don't, I they're on that kind of roll of. They, they've got their eyes on the prize, and they definitely yeah. are in the race now. Um, Derek Henry or no Derek Henry doesn't seem to make much. I I couldn't believe it actually. They were they were phenomenal. Um, and yeah, for me, 
uh, yeah, I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't put, I just push that to one side. I think we were going to see the Bills sort of bounce back to normal um, because I think that's a different class. I don't know quite the Titans when they when they're on it. The Titans they're vir- they're virtually unplayable. They seem to be that kind of team at this moment in time. Um, right. So for me, Browns at Pats. Yes, it is. Um, tough gore on this game. Just talking about the actual result of the game. I like the Pats at home. Yeah, but before I talk about them, you have you got 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 the old fanfare sound? A bit of a fanfare sound or a drum drum roll, Brent? Brent, what you got? Got anything? <laughs> lovely, like, absolutely like lovely. That that be... <laughs> the Brown secondary have eventually arrived, people. For all you sound effects on this pod, people. Brains fans, I mean. It, we've been kind of waiting for this for this for 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 a while now. So in week nine, Troy Hill, Denzel Ward, Greg Newsom, John Johnson, they all they all had a bit of a day. To be fair, they destroyed Joe Burrow's day. Um, I don't think I've cheered um, so much for for a team that I I I don't have any sort of feelings for. But I think it's because I think it's the problem is is like the Brown secondary are. A decent side, you know. They're a decent team, and um, you can't you can't just carry on like that. And I really want to talk about them. So now they've scored some points, I feel like I can talk about them. So Troy Hill, he got himself a couple of sacks, um, uh, both on, on QB blitzes. Um, Denzel Ward, he he got only his second ever IDP touchdown uh, on the opening drive of the game, ninety nine. Um, yard return for him. John Johnson, he also got a pick and a forced fumble in what was just just an awesome day for the uh, for the Brown secondary. So happy days for them. And hopefully they will kick on for that. Well, not for Pats fans, but forget them. They've had enough joy. Um, <laughs> Miles Garrett, he only preaching, had the... Preaching to the converted there. Mate. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <clears throat> Miles Garrett, he only had the 1.5 sacks. So... Um, yeah, a bit of a quiet week for him. Yeah, I'll drop him. <laughs> um, yeah, so he's only got, what is he now, 12 on the season. Um, my man, Anthony Walker, a linebacker, who I, oh, I screamed for everybody to go and get. Um, he had a stormer. He had 14 tackles um, and a sack. Um, but I would say to people to use him while you can. I expect his, his usage will drop because when Jock, JOK is back, um, I'm sure it will drop. They like what they saw, um, the Browns organization when Jock was on the field. So I got a feeling Anthony Walker's snap count will suffer. But all in all, for week nine, it was a IDP scoring frenzy for him and loved it. I absolutely loved it. It's great to see some of those players up there that um, we predicted at the start of the season. And yes, but it could be. Not back, not not back with a bang, but I don't think it'll be the same against the Pats. Um, it won't be the same. It, they're a different outfit with a different look, and it just won't be quite the same. I do think Troy Hill and John Johnson are decent ads this week, though. Um, going over to the Pats. Uh, yeah, men- mentioned about a couple of picks that the um, the Browns had, and and Brendan mentioned uh, 
JC Jackson last week. He got two interceptions and an ITP touchdown in week nine. He got he's got five five interceptions on the season. He he could be a crack it, cracking pickup if you're looking for somebody to make that big play. His tackle floor's not really there. So, you know, he's not somebody you're gonna rely on week in, week out. But if you're looking for somebody to make that big point, big uh big play, he could be the kid. Um but talking about somebody who is a great tackle floor ad, Kyle Duggar. He is a great ad. Um, his tackle floor is so good. He's got 56 total uh, total tackles on the season. And he leads the team in tackles at DB. Um, and well, safety. Um, he's definitely somebody you've got for the long term, especially if you're using your DB slot. If, you, if you're using your DB slot, slots for players with like a steady tackle floor to get you those consistent points um right what else have i got on these lot a linebacker veteran jamie collins he scored well in week nine um as he got an interception but his tackle count was low matt judon he got himself another sack and played well my picks though for this matchup they all come from the secondary Troy Hill and John Johnson from the Browns, Carl Duggar, JC Jackson from the Pats. JC Jackson being your big play, Carl Duggar, Carl Duggar being your tackle floor. I am going for Browns win. Uh, I expect him to disrupt Jack, Mac Jones in this one. Just a little bit too much pressure up front, I think, will come his way. What do you reckon, Brad? I don't know with this one. Tough um, one, isn't it? Tough the one. Pats, the Pats seem to. Oh, I can't. Can't pick the Pats, can I? Mm. I? No, I'm. I am tempted. I mean, they seem to be. They've gradually been putting it together this season. Yeah, you know, the defense is is looking competent. Um, Judon Duggar. I've just had a look on the waivers. Um, yeah, you're not going to pick up Duggar now. A couple of weeks ago, yeah. Uh, even JC Jackson's gone on on most of them as well now. So, um, people listening to us. I hope so. so. So yeah. say they are. Fucking <laughs> <laughs> um, shit, dude, if they want to win. <laughs> Sorry, oh, yeah. carry on. Well, no, no. I mean, you're top of the, you know, you're seven and two in the Ray Lewis League. I mean, they should be listening to you. Oh, not doing very well in the other one, though. Yeah, well, no one's perfect. But um, I, 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 I've got a sneaky feeling for the Pats in this one. I think they can, you know, like I said earlier, they're breathing down the Bills' neck a bit. I think. Yeah, the Browns' defense. If they can put in another performance like that, it, it is. A, it's a toss of a coin game for me. I, I am gonna. I'm gonna split the difference. Go with the Pats. I'll tell. Don't tell the other Finn fans anywhere. But you know, I'll I tell you. I'll tell you what. I've just seen something. You might have a point on that. So the COVID list. Oh, no. um, Here we go. Ch- Chubb, Nick oh. Chubb, and uh, is it? Not Dennis Johnson. Who else? I would think it is. Hang on. I've got. I've lost it now. It's on my news feed. It's gone. Two of joy. I. I don't know. The two running backs. Oh no! It's, it's Felton. Felton. Felton and Chubb are, are now on the COVID list. Yeah, They've both been vaccinated. Like so, well, they, isn't he, so. Yeah. So. So it's. Yeah. Shh! Don't tell anybody. Or mm. oh, oh. keep it quiet. Dennis Johnson. He's going to go crazy. No, sorry, I shouldn't. Well, yeah, that uh, that could make all the difference. Um, so, oh, it really, yeah, it really yeah. could. 
So yeah, all right. Well, with that that breaking news, I'm definitely going with the Pats. Yeah, me. I'm, I've, I've yeah. just jumped on the Pats bus as well. <laughs> right. <laughs> minute by minute, prediction changes, people. <laughs> right. <laughs> um, let's go to Pittsburgh. Uh, another Sunday game. Lions at the Steelers. Right, Lions. Where to start with the Lions? Um, well, good news is they're coming off a bye week. So the defence <laughs> might run around a little bit more enthusiastically. Outside of that, mate, I've got nothing. Seriously. Um, you, don't, you don't have to review them because they come I, off a bye week. Get in. <laughs> it's just... I mean, seriously, I, I looked at the IDP sort of Lions players on the waivers in both of the main IDP leagues we play in, both the Ray Lewis and Lawrence Taylor leagues. And guess what? They are all there. All of them. Yeah. Um, I mean, that says it all. I mean, across two leagues, 24 teams, not one person has taken a single Lions defensive player at the moment. Um, they're, they're 0 and 8. They're just waiting for the end of the season. They're looking forward to the draft. Um, and frankly, I'd be really, really worried about him this week against his Steelers defense. And with that in mind, you touched on Mika being close. Um, Mr. TJ Watt, ladies and gents, wow. 40, 42 points Monday night, three more sacks. Uh, he's now only two behind sack leader, Miles Garrett. Um, he also had seven tackles, three for a loss, three more QB hits and a pass defender just for good measure. So now the worrying thing for the Lions this week, on top of everything else, is that for me in the second half of that Monday night game, Justin Fields and the Bears offense actually adjusted quite well um, to try and sort of circumvent TJ Watt. Um, I think they realized that they had to start going over him because trying to go around him, or if you're stupid enough through him, isn't going to work. Um, the problem is the Lions team don't have the tools or the QB, I don't think, to do that very effectively. So I think this could be an absolute field day again for TJ Watt. Um, And we spoke about it before the show. So with that in mind, I did have a couple of questions. It's week 10. If you're there or thereabouts in your IDP leagues and you're trying to, would you seriously consider trying to put a trade together for someone like a TJ Watt, given that, you know, he's racked up 193 points or 193 and a half points, beg your pardon, by week nine. Or a better question might be, given that you've got him on your roster in our Ray Lewis game, <laughs> what would it take for someone to convince you to part with TJ Watt, given the numbers he's racking up this season? It depends where you are. If you're if you're challenging, if you're challenging for, you know, and talking to, you speak to the dynasty guys, right? They'll tell you the same thing when it comes to, if you're, if you're, Rich is do, Rich does it all the time. If he's in the hunt for a league, I tell you what, like at the moment, if if he's in the hunt and you're not in the hunt, you've got Christian McCaffrey, expect an offer coming your way. Because this is the kind of thing. But the, the, this is kind of like the game, the league winning um, thing that you could make. You could, you could give away all your picks right now to win this year for... Poor TJ Watt. That's what that's that's what people will maybe try and do. The only thing is, is obviously if the challenger has got TJ Watt in his team, then you're not going to get him off him, and that's the problem where 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 I've got him in uh, the Ray Lewis league, and I'm doing and I'm I'm at I'm at the top of the tree in the Ever League where I'm not doing very well. I don't think I'd be able to get him. I don't know who's got him actually. I'll have a gander. 
have a gander. But but yeah, I would if if I was in the hunt and I didn't have him, it could secure it. It could secure it. The only thing is, is obviously, uh, if the Steelers get in the mix, will they reduce the time that he's got on the field later on? It yeah. is potential. It depends. It depends. Yeah. But he's, he's so integral to that defense. Uh, but, like you say. But, but when you come to selling selling him, the thing is at DL, <clears throat> it's difficult. It's difficult because there is there is probably what five six. I'd have to have a look at this moment in time. But five six that would be in the mix to be able to sort of like compete together. Obviously, Miles Garrett, TJ Watt, Harold Landry, those kind of players that are around. If you could pick up. If you could let TJ Watt go, pick up Harold Landry, maybe, and still, you know, yeah, have some some kind of um, something nice in between. You 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 might take it. I don't know. I don't know. No, but yeah, yeah. Okay. No, just just thought I'd throw that out there. Um, right. Back to the rest of the Steelers for this week. As so what you're gonna what? So what's your yeah. offer? You didn't tell okay. me what your offer was. No, no, no. This wasn't a precursor to. Me oh right. Okay. The mad trade. No, no. I'm, <laughs> Not, I haven't quite dropped off. Yeah, so I'm. I'm not. I love yeah. all your picks forever. No, carry on. I've already done Joking. that once in the home league. That's come back to bite me in the ass. <laughs> right. Um. Back to the Go rest on. of the Steelers for this Sorry. week. So, as usual, you are not going to find uh, too many on the waivers that are going to make a massive difference. What Fitzpatrick, Haywood, Bush, Schobert, they're all likely on rosters. Well, they will be on rosters, and. If you've got them, you're playing them this week. And if you're lucky enough to have more than one, double up and and you know, just, you know, stack them. Basically, um, this is an awful Lions team, as I've already said, but I'm not going to dwell on that. Although, if you are short at DB this week, I have spotted Terrell Edmonds on the waivers. Uh, he's put in some good performances this season against the Raiders and the Bengals. And with Jared Goff likely to be chasing the game early doors then he could be a good shout. Maybe not long-term, but if someone to slot in this week, uh, he's on my pick list. Summary, load up on your Steelers players, uh, home win in Pittsburgh. Simple. Yeah, I've only got one thing written, and it says two words, Steelers, easy. <laughs> That's it. We don't, need, we don't need to dwell on that. Right, moving on, mate. Who you got? Jags at Colts. Um Oh, I can't believe I went with my heart and went with Jets last week when we were talking about it. I, I looked back at that, watched, watched the stream again and was like, fucking hell, come on. Like we went Jets, you went Jets as well. I don't know, I don't know how much we'd had to drink, but it was like... You're no, a bad influence on me, I'm going to stop listening to But I mean, seriously, I mean, come on. But I'm not going to do it again. And I'm all in on the Colts this week against the Jags, not going... You know, I I would love the rookie to do really well. Sod that. Um, I expect Jonathan Taylor, who is going off on one at the moment. Uh, I think he'll have a. I think he'll have another great game. I know. Look, the, the Bills never had any real kind of run game last week, and they really missed it. Um. Uh, it's going to be different this week for the Jags. They have got to deal with Taylor and they've got to try and stop him. If it's not Taylor, it's going to be Hines or whoever, you know, they're going to keep running the ball and they're going to keep pressuring them that way. So, but defensively, it was a pretty solid performance by the Colts in week nine. Um, linebacker Bobby Okariki, he top scored with 24.5 points. He got a nice solid 11 tackles. He's been consistent all year. 
he's a great ad if if he's around. I, he shouldn't be. Um, but if he is, snap him up. Uh, the big names, they such as Darius Leonard, Kenny Moore, they scored well. So did DeForest Buckner up front. Um, I really find myself willing uh, rookie rookie quitty pay to get his first sack. I mean, it's it's getting silly, really. I mean, he keeps getting he gets so close. So he's playing really, really well, and uh, he's seeing some really good time on the field, which is quite interesting because the Colts are. Um, rotating other players, but n- but not so much quitty pay. So pay got to the Jets QB twice in week nine. Um, unfortunately, no sack, as we said. Um, but he's definitely, he, he seems a big part of what the Colts are going to be trying to do moving forward. So if you haven't got him, especially if you're in the Dynasty League, pick him up and stash him if you don't want to play him as a starter. Um, I fancy the Colts to get pressure on Trevor Lawrence. In this one, um, and I, I feel that this will be back to more of the normal. I expect the Colts to get out in in front quite early because they seem to go big early at the moment, um, and I expect them to force Trevor Lawrence to throw it. Going over to the Jags, for God's sake! So they're coming off a great win in Week Nine. Um, hopefully, everybody has got over the. Fucking Josh Allen sacking Josh Allen headline. People were losing their minds. I mean, I mean, you could tell it's a, you know, I love America. I do. I absolutely love it. But Jesus, it's just because they got the same name. Chill out, man. Anyway, but anyway, I was losing my mind as well, but not because they got the same name. Because in one of my matchups, I was up against bloody Josh Allen. Um, defensive Josh Allen, that is. Um, you know, I think it was in the uh, defensive invitational league that I play in. Uh, he scored 38 points. So, yeah, it wasn't great for me. He got eight tackles, a sack, an interception and a fumble recovery. He probably kicked a field goal. To be fair, it was getting silly. Uh, he was doing everything. Crazy. So he had an absolutely massive day. Um Apart from him, uh, who else we mentioned? DB Ruby Ford, DL um, Tavon Bryan, DL Dwayne Smoot. We mentioned him last week. He's they all scored well against the Bills. Um, and I like this game as a whole, IDP wise. I feel it's a safer pick in, in working out if there'll be sacks or interceptions. I think there will be, I think there'll be plenty or potentially there'll be plenty in this. Um, so it's a game that I would pick. And I feel that the Colts will still heavily run the ball, like we mentioned. So, so you'd expect Miles Jack, Damian Wilson, they should have decent tackle flaws. Um, yeah. I've, 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 I mentioned earlier, I'll pick the Colts to win. I feel they've, they've hit a bit of form and, yeah, I think there'll be too much for the Jags in this one. But like I said, a good, good ma- a good match IDP-wise. I wouldn't be surprised if the top scorers of the week or a group of the top scorers are at the top of the tree. Yeah, um, I think we're both sort of regretting not sticking with our gut really last week and, and 
because I I know we've both been sort of quite positive on this this Colts defense in the last couple of weeks. Yeah. Um, a couple of players that I've mentioned before, like you know DeForest Butner, have started to sort of step up and put in the performances that we know they're capable of. Um, the the concern for me would be well, there's a couple of issues for me with the Jags, like you say. They've got to deal with that sort of double bubble threat of um, Taylor and Hines um, on the, on the ground, and for all their defense was good, and the Bills had a bad day at the office. Um, they didn't really look like running away with the game and and putting up well, you know, much in the way of points. So um, yeah, I still think there's there's lots of holes in this Jags offense. Um, they can't expect you know the rookie to do it all. Um, so yeah, Colts Colts taking it for me. Um, yeah, like you said, let's not let's not back any more rookie quarterbacks at the moment. Hmm. Uh, right, um, I'm going over to the Saints at the Titans, which could be a really good game, actually. Um, we've already touched on the Saints-Falcons game. And the Saints defence, for me, arguably cost them the game on Sunday um, against the Falcons. Uh, the run defence was good, I thought, for most of the game. Um, but to allow that makeshift offense to drag them back from sort of you know i mean they they got back from 24 6 to a 25 24 lead only for the defense to allow that 64 yard throw um it wasn't ryan played well but it was a throw over the top which went for 64 yards the defense should have been expecting that they should have been busting a gut to to do everything they could to cover that um, and the, the offense must have been absolutely banging their heads against all in the locker room afterwards. Um, you know, and it's, it set up the short winning field goal and <clears throat> cost them the game. Um, so it does kind of indicate as good as the Saints defense can be, they're still a little bit erratic for me. Yeah. Um, one pick for the Saints on the waivers this week, I, you know, I would have a look at would be at DL, uh, Marcus Davenport. Uh, he's back from injury, racked up 21.5 points on Sunday, including a sack and a forced fumble, um, plus a couple of QB hits. Um, and even though the Titans are sitting pretty at 7-2 and two on top of the AFC South, Mr. Tannehill is still the most sacked quarterback in the league. Um, so, you know, there could be the Saints sort of front seven will be looking at that. Elsewhere for the Saints, uh, Demario Davis, Cam Jordan, Malcolm Jenkins. I think they're all fairly solid picks um, in this matchup. Um Despite Sunday's loss, there's still value in the Saints defense um, this week, you know, because you know, despite the big win over the Rams, you know, the Titans offense only managed 195 points. Yeah, sorry, 195 points, 195 total yards. So I don't think the offense is quite firing on all cylinders. Obviously, they're, they're still missing Derrick Henry. Um, so on that note, uh, the Titans defense, um, they did an absolute number on Stafford and the Rams, to be honest. At the weekend, uh, Jeffrey Simmons DL 38 and a half points, three sacks, four QB hits. Um, thankfully, I had him in our Lawrence Taylor league, and that was a big factor in my win. Um, also, in the DL, and another potential waiver pickup this week, um, a little bit of left field, uh, Danico Autry uh, picked up 24 and a half points, including one and a half sacks, another three sort of pressures on the QB. Um, that's the second time in three weeks he has gone over 20 points. Um, again, probably not a long-term sort of solution, but if you are a bit short in that position, Harold Landry um, had another 12 points, got to Stafford on three occasions. Um, I'd expect, yeah, I would expect the front seven of the off of the Titans uh, 
especially off the back of Sunday's performance, to put pressure on Trevor Simeon this week. Uh, the Saints, but to be fair, the Saints have only given up 13 sacks this season, and to be fair, 11 of those were Jameis Winston. Um, whereas I think Simeon, I suspect, will be more likely to, to look to run. He'll be looking at short throws. I don't think he'll take too many risks and be looking to turn it over. Um, but either way, I think so. Titan secondary, maybe not, but certainly sort of the front seven, the DLs and the linebackers should be involved in this, um, including linebacker David Long. Had 19 points on Sunday, including a pick. Um, he's had five solid sort of fantasy weeks on the bounce now, so um, he's someone to be looking at. Um, although Rashad Evans should be back from the ankle injury this weekend, so he might just eat into that um, uh, to Long's workload a little bit. Um, if he's past fit, so that'll be something to keep an eye on. Um, so, yeah, I'm not too sure about the Titan secondary. Kevin Bayard, he's, I don't know, you could make a case for him, I suppose. I mean, after 18 points, including a pick six, um, off the back of the 21 points he picked up against the Colts. Um, but I, as I say, I, I think I think the Saints will be looking to keep this game tight. Um I think they'll look to the offense to try and retain the ball. Um, I don't think, as I've said before, I don't think you'll see Simeon sort of airing the ball out unless they reach a point where they are chasing the game, in which case, yeah, okay, you know, if you have got Kevin Bayard, then um, it'll be sort of sniffing around. Um, Both teams have got sort of injuries and and issues on offense for me. Um, But I think after the way the defense sort of wrapped up the Rams on Sunday, I think I'll take another Titans win in this one. Yeah, I've got Titans. I put in a bloodbath. Oh, interesting. Obviously, I just mean up front. I think it's going to be. I think it's going to be fire fireworks up front. Um, two really strong big teams up front. Um, yeah, interesting what you said about the Saints. They really did throw it away defensively. I think against the Falcons. And um, yeah, um, they are another team that we talked about. Um, you know, talking about rookie Patrick. Patrick Queen being overly aggressive, really, what I was talking about, and the fact that he's just too, a little bit too. But the Saints sometimes are like <clears> that as a team. I think they're good when they when they've got to be aggressive, but sometimes when when it's time to actually take stock and to just you know use your mind and think about what you're doing, you've just got a lot of players there that love to just fly off, you know. And I think that's that gave away that big play. It was like Matty Matty Ice just outthought him. He's been doing it for years. Anyway, so... Yep. Mind you, it wasn't the the first time he did it in that game. No. I mean, he he went to Patterson quite early on in a very similar throw. And you think, well, okay, that's that's a bit of a shot across the bows. And like I said, you know, when when you fight that hard to get it back in the fourth, and you had to be expected. But anyway, I'm not... Yeah, yeah. I know. It was a really, really interesting one to watch that game. Um, Yeah. Uh, so where are my bucks at Washington? So, so I've covered three matchups actually that I like so far, and I'm gonna t- I'm gonna cover one which I don't really like IDP scoring wise. It's really crazy, isn't it? Because it's the bucks at Washington. So offensively and the actual game itself, I actually really really like it. IDP wise, I really don't. I've got. Both teams had a bye in week nine, so we have no stats to review. Week eight, Devin White had his second 10-plus tackle week. And Levante David is back. It's pointless talking about Devin White um, because he's not going to be 
anyway, whatever. Levante David, he, he is definitely worth checking checking on waivers. The interesting thing about Levante David, he missed time with the injury. He came back for one game and then he went on the bye week. So you might find people might have just give up on him. If they have, pick him up. He's a great one for the running. Um, he's one of these players that is just a strong tackle floor, lot high snap count. Um, yeah. Levante David, if you can find him, grab him. JPP and Shaq Barrett, oh, I think they're good bet for this for a sack or two in this one. Maybe that's how you'd call it. I just don't expect this game to be a high-scoring IDP matchup. Um, for Washington, the only man I've really got to start in this is Cole Holcomb. The rest of them, nah, not really interested because the Bucks can get... The Bucks could, yeah, could absolutely strangle the hell out of this game. And I think they probably will. I think it'd be a tight affair. It might even be quite low. Sc- well, might be low scoring from um, from the Washington point of view. And the Bucks might just do what they've got to do. Washington at home, tough one. Um, yeah, I'm not a fan of it. Not a fan of it at all. So I'm saying Bucks win. I think it'd be a tight, tough game. But Bucks win. That's it. I'm not going to go and go more. I can't even talk about some of those players that are in it. I wouldn't predict any of them score particularly highly in that. No, no, it, it's, um, I think this matchup for me from a fantasy perspective is it's a bit like, it's a little bit of that broken record thing. Like when we're talking about the bears, it's the same thing week in, week out. Um, for me, Tampa, good defense, but, very hard to predict where the points are coming from. They, they, you know, they they do, you know, they will stop teams, but week on week, we, you don't know where you know, you're who's talking to score where. You're talking, yeah, you're talking <clears throat> the two of the hot hottest defensive teams going. You know, when you talk about team defense, that, that at the start of the season, those two were the ones that were coming flying off the board. Well, yeah. obviously the Rams as well. Um, but yeah, you know, and it just could be. I don't know. Just, just one of those games. Yeah. Yeah, and and again, I, I I've said it, and I'm I'm probably repeating myself ad nauseum, but Washington just they just don't put enough points on the board, um, and I think that's that's going to be the story of their season. Um, it's something they'll have to address in the off season. Um, so yeah, Bucks Bucks win might be tight. They might yeah, run away with it, but that's I, it. I just don't don't see Washington there doing is that to, to win it. There is that thing of if they run away with it, but it's if they run away with it. I mean, um, offensively as well. I don't know quite how. If it was, if it was at the Bucks, I'd be just saying to everybody, just play all the Bucks players, just play all the Bucks defense. But because it's at Washington, it might be a bit of a tight. It might be a bit more of a tighter affair. But I expect the Bucks to just play it by just to get the win, get out of there, and get the job done. Yeah. Okay, um, I have got Panthers at Panthers at the Cardinals. Mm. Um, right. Well, in terms of this matchup, I think we can safely say the Cards DBs and linebackers are all in play. Um, after <laughs> Sam Darnold threw three more picks on Sunday to take into eleven for the season and top of the pick chart. Um, He's also in danger of doubling up and going top of the sack list because he's on 22 now and chasing down Ryan Tannehill. So uh, Marcus Golden more than made up for JJ Watt's continued absence with just the three sacks and 36 and a half points as the cards completely rolled over the Niners in San Francisco, uh, 31-17. And it was 
probably more convincing than the scoreline suggests, to be honest. Um, mm-hmm. On top of Golden, they sacked Jimmy G on two more occasions. Chandler Jones uh, had, uh, yeah, had 14 and a half points on the day. He had one of the other sacks. Uh, Jordan Phillips had the other. Buda Baker had a pick and 17 points. Jordan Hicks recovered two fumbles and had 21 points. Um, and all this on the road against knowing this team that me and you both like to win the game. <laughs> I know. After a, a very good offensive performance at Chicago in week eight, I'd be all in on Arizona. On Arizona. Uh, IDP-wise this week. They could really go off against the Panthers this week. Uh, Sam Darnold in this offence looked like a full-on car crash for me at the moment. Uh, I think they've, on top of that, I think they've rushed CMC back from his injury, which could come back and bite them in the arse. But I think they were just that desperate because of the concerns over the way Sam Darnold's been playing that maybe they felt they had to bring him back. I don't know. Maybe he's fully fit. I don't know. Um, But I just, I get the feeling that... um, that could uh, that could be a, a bit of an issue later in the season. Uh, aside from the cards players mentioned, you could have a look at DB Jalen Thompson. He's had four double-digit weeks already and is trending up for this week, probably because he's facing the Panthers at home. Um, so he might be one of those sort of secondary players that you want to, you know, sort of slot in just for the Carolina game and um, see how he gets on. Panthers-wise, uh, well, I mean. Kyler Murray and D-Hop could be back this weekend, but it didn't really seem to make a difference on the weekend. Colt McCoy played well. James Connor um, just proven me wrong after I got rid of him um, in the off-season. Um, you know, they just proved they could win without him. So either way, I'd expect the Panthers to be the Panthers D to be on the field a lot this weekend, a bit like Miami. Um, there's still some safe bets in the Panthers defense. Uh, Jeremy Chim was a bit of a tackle monster again on Sunday. Uh, 11 total tackles, two for a loss, forced fumble, racked up 24 and a half points. Um, his, his points have been noticeably better since week six. Uh, I expect him to be a busy boy again in Arizona on Sunday. Brian Burns picked up 20 points, including a sack, um, but picked up an ankle injury. So it's just a case of sort of keeping an eye on that. Um, if you've got him on the roster at the moment, uh, his week 10 projected figures on sleeper are way down, suggesting that. Carolina might not risk him this weekend. Um, so, and he was apparently he was already injured going into the Pats game. So um, uh, the other week, so as well as Chin, um, Hassan Reddick is a pretty safe bet. I think um, picked up another fourteen points, another sack um, against the Pats. An outside pick on the waivers at linebacker could be Shaq Thompson. He's picked up forty-four points in the last two weeks since his return from injury. Uh, like I said, I'd ex- I'd expect the Panthers' defense to be, you know, for it to be a busy day, um, especially with this sort of misfiring offense they've got. So again, it's another game with IDP value on both teams, but there's only one result in the game for me, and that's you know that's a card to win at home. Yeah, cards easy for me, and like you said, it potentially could be um, an absolute IDP winner. Um, with the path with the Panthers absolutely imploding at the moment, Vikings at Chargers for me. Um, as Bren mentioned, uh, another very close game for the Vikings in Week Nine, um, and another that ended in a loss, which was difficult to take. But it was a great game to watch, um, and it actually went a lot better than I thought it was going to be. Um, Harrison Smith, he missed the game. 
um, due to injury, well, illness, whatever it is, uh, it gave rookie Cameron Byam his first start, first actual start. He put in an absolute great performance. Third round pick this year. He's somebody to really keep an eye on. I don't know where we're planning on him big picture. Um, but considering that performance, it will certainly raise a few eyebrows. He had um, 12 tackles, an interception in week nine. 12 tackles, that's the big bit there. I know I know. it was um, against uh, Lamar Jackson. He loves to chuck it at this, this season for some reason. Um, but... Um, but yeah, he certainly uh, he certainly done well. So yeah, great a, a great pickup there if you could get him. If obviously Harrison doesn't go, if he does go, um, if you can if you've got room to stash by him, fine. But but otherwise don't. Um, Eric Kendricks he had a massive seventeen tackles this week. Uh, he's a must start as always. He's fifth overall now on tackles this season. Up front, I would swerve the Vikings, DLs and edge rushers at this time. I think they're going to be tinkering, trying to work out what the best way is to go now. Um, Daniel Hunter is out. Um, but as for the week, it's going to be a heavy dose of Eckler from the Chargers. Um, and I fancy uh, another big points haul from Kendricks. Flipping it over to the Chargers, D, it was a tight game for them as well against the Eagles. In week nine, um, Joey Bosa he made his presence presence felt, which has been a bit a bit of a rarity this season for him. Um, yeah, funny old year for him. Linvald Joseph, first time we mentioned him as well. He had a nice day with nine tackles, but he's not really on the IDP ra- radar. Uh, Nasir Adderley, we mentioned him. Derwin James, obviously mentioned him. Superstar. Um, they're still scoring well. Kazir White. Uh, Kazir White over Drew Tranquil is my pick um, at linebacker. His usage seems to be going up and he should score well against this Vikings team, especially when the run-heavy offence with Dalvin Cook. So con- so just to conclude that, um, I didn't actually mention him in, in what I was talking, but Cam Dantzler, I mentioned him the week before, he's he's definitely a pick-up at DB. He's, he's racking up some tackles. Um, consistently, and he's all, he's just a good he's just a good DB. Um, Kazir Kazir White is the one I would pick up from the um, Chargers side because you're not going to get Derwin James. Uh, and obviously, as mentioned, if Harrison Smith is out, Cameron Bynum he's the guy to pick up in that one. Chargers to win it for me, um, but I think it'll be tight again. But yeah, there we are. Another overtime game. Probably, fucking probably. <laughs> I, I hope not. I mean, I don't, I, I, I don't know how you do it. At least when we lose, it's you know, it's it's over by sort of the third quarter, and I can relax. But was it, I, yeah, I, I mean, I don't know. How you, I don't know. How you watch them every week. <laughs> I don't think I, I, I did this time. I just watched it. I just watched it moaning because they were affecting the nine o'clock kickoff. So I was like, <laughs> I don't know though. I'm not. I'm not as convinced that the Chargers win this game, to be honest. I mean, they're not... The, the run defence is... I, I don't rate it. Um, I know what you I mean. Think, I think Dalvin Cook could, you know, could yeah. cause some problems. And um, I don't know. I, I 
I've got a sneaky feeling the Vikings might win them. Uh, I just this, this weekend. So, but just to flip that over, our run defense, considering we were playing Baltimore, which, yeah, debatably, I'm not quite sure what run game Baltimore have. It's the most weirdest run game going because it's either some kind of put together um, run attack from Hasbeens or or Lamar running. At this moment yeah. in time, that's what it is, isn't it? What is it? Devontae yeah. Freeman, um, Latavius Murray's going to come back. Or, or or you've got Lamar running. So it's not your standard run defense. So I, I wonder the same with Eckler. I think I think it could be a good a good a good points haul for both sets of linebackers this week because mm. I think it's gonna be a heavy dose of run from both both teams. And rightly yeah. so, because they're both elite run, um um running backs. Yeah, quick. Quick word for my favourite player, Le'Veon Bell. Um, <laughs> we won't go into that. Ruined my, you, ruined me you, in my home league. For I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to pick him up. You on still my, pick, still pick just, him up. Yeah, just, just to annoy Cole. Um, I think just to, just to put um, you in, Brendan kept him for like four years. Hope it or whatever it was, however long it was. It seemed like four years, probably only it, two. It was, my, it was my first pick. He was straight off the board when we started our home league, and that was it. He just, yeah. No one, no one ever saw him again. Why was it Steelers and he sat out the whole season? Yeah, it? and I, I hung on to him. And then he, moved, <laughs> yeah, and then he went to the Jets and that big money move and did nothing. Jets, good Chiefs, <laughs> fucking up. I was like, he's got to come good sooner or later. But, uh, no, he's uh, yeah, it's just a weird one. But uh, played all right at the weekend though. Anyway, um, right, I am going to the Eagles at the Broncos. So, <gasps> yeah, how about them Broncos? Um, defense absolutely shut down Dak and this free-scoring Cowboys offense. Um, I mean, Christ, I mean, they, they stopped him for, what, 75 first-half yards? Um, the interesting one for me, actually, I'm going to go straight into it. Um, following Von Miller's transfer, <laughs> it was always going to leave a bit of a hole, and they may already have a ready-made replacement. And one of my top picks of the week, it's a bit of a gamble, but the 23-year-old rookie, Jonathan Cooper, picked up 20 half, uh, sorry, 25 and a half points, including a couple of sacks, a couple of QB hits. Okay, it's one game, but if you can pick him up for nothing at the moment and you're quick, he's one of those, and they're sort of quite big on that. Look, take a punt, bench him, stash him, call it what you want, see if he can go again against you know this Jalen Hurts offense. Um and you know, with they've still got Broncos have still got Mike Purcell, Malik Reed still missing um in this front seven. So, you know, Cooper could be involved again this weekend. You never know. So but again, you know, he's out there on the waivers. If you snap him up, stick him on the bench, you know, see what he does the next couple of weeks. Um, you're not gonna lose anything. Um I'd expect to see better numbers as well on this Broncos side from linebacker Kenny Young. Um, you know, he's sort of now he's um, sort of settled down a bit. Um, I'm not big on either set of DBs in this matchup, as we've already touched on with the Broncos last week. Um, you know, they both showed, you know, they were effective in the grand games on Sunday. Um, although I could make a case for Justin Simmons at Denver, um, as I expect. Broncos defense to stand a better chance of forcing Hurts to throw the ball this week um, than the Chargers defense. Who you know we've already touched on them as well. The run defense is is pretty mediocre. Um, I think the Broncos might stand a better chance of, of stopping Hurts in the run game and forcing him to to wear it out a bit. 
On the Eagles side of it, they're still just so hard to predict in IDP. Uh, they racked up some great numbers in week eight, but to be fair, that was against the Lions. Um, you know, they're coming off a tight loss at home to the Chargers, but, you know, the whole game is more of an offensive shootout, really. So, um, where am I looking at the Eagles, sort of IDP-wise? Um, well, as I've said before, you know, Teddy Bridge, you know, Teddy on the Broncos side, he, he doesn't throw many picks. Um, but the, and the Broncos, yeah, again, I think they'll keep the ball on the ground. Uh, you know, Bridgewater is, you know, but he is number two in the sack count this season. So, Again, I'll be looking at sort of the Eagles front seven. Um, so the value for the Eagles is going to be up front. Uh, forget the secondary this week. Uh, Javon Hargrave, uh, Hargrave um, you know, he's had a great start to the season. He's dropped off a bit after week five, although he has been nursing a shoulder injury. Um, I'd expect him to get back to sort of double digits this week. Same goes, I'd, a bit of a punt, but, you know, Josh Sweat, um, Eagles fans, I think, are going to be demanding more performances like the one he showed in Detroit, especially after he signed a 40 million contract extension a couple of months ago. So I think, you know, there's going to be a bit of pressure on him to sort of step up and perform. Um, one other possible waiver pickup, uh, TJ Edwards at linebacker, 49 mm-hmm. points against the Chargers. He had 26 points the week before. Um, and he does seem to have established himself as sort of the top middle linebacker. Um, number one in that defense. So, um, yeah, he's he's on my sort of picks of the week. Summing the game up as a whole, I think it'd be a good game. Um, I do like watching Jalen Hurts, but I can't go against the Broncos this week. Um, not after that defen- defensive uh, performance against the Cowboys. So, um, yeah, again, a lot of players to look at from fantasy perspective. But in terms of the game, yeah, Denver home win. I think I think they'll really be buoyed by that uh, performance on Sunday. Yeah, I think I think I've got a feeling Josh Sweat might have come off the field um, at some point in the game. I don't know whether he came back on it, but he definitely he went down, off at some is point. He down as questionable. That's one to keep a look at. He might be, but that's why his points are down because it was still a decent game from him side. Of, um, from him, uh, yeah, you know, I'm big on TJ Edwards. He's won that battle at this at this stage. I mean, well, I think I think now not only has he won the battle, Davian Taylor as well has now come up behind as well. So Alex Singleton is yeah. dead and buried. Job done. Yeah, it's Got a shame, it. really. I, I like Singleton. I've, I've had him sort of in and out of a few teams, but just no, just not doing it at the moment. So not me, not me, mate. I've been flying the TJ Edwards flag for about a year now, and I'll tell you what, he's absolutely. They look just look so much better. They look more aggressive. They look, um, yeah, it's just, mind you, um, I listened to the IDP guys earlier and they were just talking about the um, the snap count being exactly the same. <laughs> Singleton's got the same. So what they've done is they've replaced Singleton with Edwards. He's had identical snap count. So, you know, it's, it, he's doing exactly the same things as, as Singleton was doing, um, which is, which is, strange from from the organization because you'd expect it to be you know at least slightly different but anyway they look better they look a lot better right so i'm going eagles in that i'm going eagles in that i thought the broncos performance was fantastic um i'm just not sure whether it's sustainable the problem being like you said um offense is still 
a little bit questionable. It seemed to click yeah. last week. If it does, brilliant. That's what we all want want to see, really. The Broncos, I mean, on paper, they're a bloody good side. Um, yeah, it was it was kind of the Broncos' defense that we all kind of expected to see back in the summer, and yeah, just for whatever reason it, it just you know a few injuries but not as you know other teams have had to deal with a lot worse but offensively um, offensively they clicked as well you know they actually scored some points and they had the gut that run game was phenomenal really I, I yeah. thought it was really good Melvin Gordon and Javante Williams really done some damage and happy days so but yeah but I'm going Eagles I'm still going Eagles on this one um just until I can get a bit more consistency um Seahawks Packers. Woo. Um yeah, quite like that. Uh Seahawks had a bye in week nine. And I fancy I fancy them against the Packers. It, you know, that this Packers team that is going through the old Aaron Rodgers fucking COVID saga. <laughs> um God, Jesus. Um, but forgetting that push that push that to one side. But I do I yeah, I do fancy them. I I thought I thought the Packers looked well. I'll go, I'll go on to them in a minute. But Russ, Russ may be back as well on Sunday, um, so I'm looking forward to this this one. Before the bye week, the Seahawks start starting DBs. They all scored well in the blowout win against the Jags. Bobby Wagner he got himself 14 tackles at linebacker. Um, in in what was a great week for the Seahawks. And as I said, I fancy the Seahawks in this one. I fancy them to get to Rogers or Love, whoever it is at quarterback. Not really worried. Um, I feel though that the actual game itself. I mean, you're looking Packers Seahawks. It, it's got it's got points written all over it, and I feel like it could be a high scoring affair. So it just draws me. It draws me to the secondaries, and it draws me especially to the Seahawks secondary and I'm going Quandre Diggs in this. He's great in coverage and I feel the matchup feels right for him. So Quandre Diggs is my pick. Um, I would say, yeah, maybe Jamal, Jamal Adams, maybe, maybe Jamal, Jamal Adams has been, tackle floor has been pretty good. He just hasn't had the big plays this year. Um, That's mainly because he's been definitely, he's been definitely used as deep safety more, more often than not. He hasn't been up, um, uh, in the box as much. Uh, no one up front for the Seahawks really jumps out to me. There's a good pickup this week. Uh, linebackers, obviously. I mentioned Jordan Brooks. I mention him every week. Seem to um, good pickup if you if you can. But I doubt if he's going to be available. Going over to the Packers. Week nine wasn't great. They didn't. It was it was weird. They didn't really they didn't fully lose touch with the Chiefs, um, but it never felt to me that they were going to win the game. Or it was always like they were all they were always going to be one score behind, and that's that's kind of well. So it finished thirty seven, um, but but yeah, I don't know. It, it, I thought Jordan Love done all right. Uh, it it was difficult, but. But difficult place to go for him for his first game, absolutely. And you know the Chiefs can be quite in your face, even though they're not particularly very good as a defense. They're still quite aggressive in how they act and how they perform. Um, so it was probably a bit of a cauldron for him. Um, IDP wise for the Packers, Chris Barnes. 
he's had a few poor weeks um, and he's returned and, and, and he logged a great performance. He's, he's played, <clears throat> actually, in the last two weeks, he's played 62% of the snaps, um, which is more like it. And it's good to see, really. Um, he was all over the place against the Chiefs. I thought he was he was a constant. Yeah, he he was the guy guy in the defense that seemed to be making those plays. Devondre Campbell is obviously the main guy at middle linebacker, but but Barnes is a good pickup if you keep seeing this amount of time on the field. Um, so yeah, maybe maybe it's now. <laughs> I, I had him. I had him early doors. Um. I had Chris Barnes early doors and got rid of him in a in a few few leagues like like a lot of people did. But maybe it's time to pick him back up and put him back in. But apart from Barnes, um Sean Gary, he got himself a sack, he scored fourteen point five points. And you know, if Russ is back, Russ likes to hold on to the ball in the pocket, hang around a bit. So Gary's definitely worth a punt this week. Um Donna Savage, Kevin King score well secondary wise in week nine. They're worth a mention, but um, spied it for me. I'm going for Seahawks upset in Lambeau Field. I'm really calling it tonight. I don't know. I just fancy it. Just fancy mixing it up. So yeah, I don't know why after after the shocking display last week, I should be playing it safe. But no, I'm going bloody Seahawks. Um, I yeah, I'm going to come down on the other side of the fence. I'm, I am going to play it safe, assuming that. And I was I was just having Rogers a look earlier on. Yeah, it's going to be touch and go. Uh, the word is that providing he you know he tests negative, he, he should be cleared by Saturday. Um, so there's a chance he's he should be all right. He's probably shoved some leaves up his bum or whatever well, he thinks is the way to yeah, go forward. He's, you know, he's he's sort of puffing on unicorn horns or whatever. <laughs> Whatever he thinks puts COVID to bed. I don't know, but it's all, all a bit weird. But and you're right. I mean, I think it was. Um, I think. I mean, do do what you want. Do what yeah. you want, but don't tell everybody that you're vaccinated. Well, he didn't, did he? What did he say? It wasn't vaccinated. What was the word? I don't. It was. It was suitably vague, but I think the inference was that mm. he kind of immunized. Are you immunized or something yeah. like that? And he went yes. Yeah. Or it might have been vaccinated, but he went yes. He didn't say how. Yeah, by which doctor? <laughs> <laughs> Fuck's sake! But, uh, yeah, Incredible. But anyway, rubbing rubbing crystals on his helmet or whatever he's been doing. Anyway, <laughs> um, no, I'm, I'm going to go. Assuming Rogers is back, sounds I'll, painful. <laughs> um, I'll, I'll go with I'll go with the Packers. Um, go on them. So. Right, uh, my last game of this week, Chiefs at the Raiders. Um, right, I'm going to start with the Chiefs. I, I'm just not interested in the Chiefs at the moment. I don't nope. think either of us really are. Um, we've been talking about the Packers. Yeah. They scraped together a 13-7 win. Um, but the Packers under Jordan Love, I, I take on board what you're saying about Love, but I thought that the offence were just awful, really. And I don't think all this pantomime... It's a tough sitch for Love to come into. Um, he looked like a bit of a high school footballer, deer in the headlights, call it what you will. But I don't think this pantomime with Rogers has done the team any favours. Certainly not Jordan Love, um, who's, um, yeah, I don't think Rogers is his number one fan at the best of times. So, um, yeah, going back to the Chiefs, uh, yes, they got the win, but really for me, only two 
remotely standout IDP scorers um, against that Green Bay offense, both at DB, uh, Lajarius Sneed with 19.5 points, uh, Tyra Matthew with 18.5. I think both are good for the odd pick or sack. And to be fair, this season, it has been the odd pick or sack. I think I'm got yeah. in front of me. I think they've got one of each apiece. So again, not really ripping up any trees. Um, to be honest, I'd leave the rest of them alone at the moment. I think, I think this team is still all over the shop um, at the moment, to be fair. As we've, I've already touched on that, I think Green Bay's defense did a decent job at the weekend. But I think if Aaron Rodgers had started that game, they win. Really? I think it's 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 that simple for me. Yeah, like you said it, it was only there was only a score in it, um, and I think had that been the case, the Chiefs are rolling into this AFC West clash at, at four and five. Uh, yeah, and, you know, even lower on confidence. The Raiders, okay, they had a bit of a moment at the Giants, and perhaps contrary to what I'd hoped and I said last week, maybe the whole Henry Ruggs debacle has had more of an impact on the preparation going into the game. Although credit has to go to the Giants defense. They, they had a, a good game. Um, although to be fair, again, maybe I should have done a bit more homework on the Raiders because um, going into this Giants game, I mean, I didn't realize in the past 18 seasons, this is a really random stat past 18 seasons, the Raiders have the worst win record in the league coming off a bye. in 18 years. They've only won three games coming off a bye week. Wow, That's by miles, like the worst, worst sort of post by performance of any team. Um, but I think, to be fair, I think this divisional matchup at home could be just what they need. Um, yeah, they've got a chance to go six and four, drop the Chiefs back to five and five, and I think this defense will fancy it. Um, yeah, agree. I reckon they'll be watching this stuttering offense performance. Um, you know, they just can't seem to get going. Uh, Yannick Ngokwe in particular, I think, is a must-start for me. He's racked up 53 points in the last two games. Um, and I think he, he, him in particular, he'll fancy himself against um, against his Chiefs offence. At linebacker, Denzel Perryman, Corey Littleton, I think, again, a safe start, as, as I would say they, they have been most weeks this season. Um, but the other must-start for me this week, Jonathan Abram uh, yeah. at DB, uh, especially with the way Mahomes has, has, has been throwing. I mean... You saw it again on Sunday. He's still trying these Hollywood throws, risky passes, rather than just simplifying things. You know, just trying to trying to get the the offense doing the basics right, uh, and just seeing games out. He's still trying to force it. Um, so, you know, plus you know he's now into double figures this season on picks. So, I think uh, I think Abram for me is. Um, you know, he's definitely one. If, you, if you've got him, you're not going to pick him up on the waivers, I don't think. But like a lot of these Raiders players, um, you know, they, they've a lot of them have been fairly consistent this season. Looking at the game as a whole, I keep thinking the Chiefs are going to get their shit together yeah. and go on a bit of a run. But you, I look at that Week 10 performance, I just, I, I didn't see anything on Sunday to suggest they're anything near really putting it together. Um, I could be wrong. I mean, the way the season's been going, as we've already said numerous times, they'll probably ram it down my throats, turn up and, and you know, put a 40-burger on the Raiders. But I, I just don't see anything to, to, to indicate it at the moment. So um, I'm, I'm going for a bounce-back win for the Raiders at home. Yeah, I've got Raiders. I've got the Raiders as well. And like like you said, I think you've got the chance of Derek Carr 
uh, steady on his shoulders. I know he didn't have a good week last week. Um, and I just think the yeah, the Raiders up front have got a good chance to get into him. You mentioned um, Jonathan Abram. The thing is with Jonathan Abram as well, he's, he, he's sixth overall in DBs on tackle count. Mm. So serious flaw. Serious yeah. tackle flaw, and that's that's because yeah. he's he's playing he's playing up he's playing up in the box. Yeah, so he's not some cover. Not, yeah, and I've not highlighted him necessarily just because Mahomes is is chucking it around like you know, no, it, it, you know, lollipopping it around a little bit. But like you said, he he, he steps up. Um, he'll get good tackle numbers. He's probably good for the odd sack as well. Yeah. Um, so he hasn't, as an, he hasn't, as, he hasn't as got one no, but, but I, I think it's you know he, he plays in that sort of position where if you know you fancy him in this matchup to like you say good tackle numbers, um, he's more than likely to come up with a pick, and um, yeah, I, I think uh, I think he's an obvious one for this weekend. Yeah, like it, like it. So going over to me and finishing it off with Monday Night Football, Rams at Forty ers So before I go on to the Forty ers what the fuck went on with the Rams in week nine? What the? That was one of those things. You know where you just go? Yeah. I didn't. I, I really, like most people were like, what? Hang on a minute. Let's just go back over what's happened here. So have a look at what happened with Stafford. Have a look at what happened with. Well, I don't think. I think the O-line just fucked off. I don't know exactly what was going on with the Rams, but yeah. seriously, it was a right Cup, mess. Cup still did all right. I think, you know. Hey, say that again. I think, you know, Cooper Cup still, he was about the only one that came out of that offensive performance with any Unbelievable. modicum, modicum yeah. of credit, probably. Yeah, but I mean, Jesus. So the O-line was shredded by the Titans and Stafford just had an absolute stinker. Um, IDP-wise, so talk about some sort of, positives because they were on the field again quite a bit. Um, IDP-wise, Ramsey got an interception. Donald got a sack. So did Leonard Floyd. And Jordan Fuller at DB led the way in tackles. Um, that's really about it for that, for, for the Rams, which is it's crazy, really. We usually, I usually spend so much of the segment, whatever team they're playing against, talking about the Rams. It's quite nice to actually cut it right there. So let's let's just put it down as a, an off week and sort of move on. So I'm not really high, high on this matchup either for the Rams. Um, but I do expect them to bounce back and win the game. For the Niners, as you mentioned, Bren, we called it. I, I was really high on them. Their defensive performance was decent in week eight. And I just, and offensively, they looked like they were getting together. Thought, you know, they were, uh, you know, it was going to be a big chance for them to really turn it around. And they lost to the Cardinals with Colt McCoy behind center. No Devondre Hopkins, um, Devondre Hopkins. No, you know, it was just a bit of just that. That was like not a C team, but it was a B team from the bloody Cardinals as such. And to lose like that was a bit embarrassing. And the way they lost as well. I mean, the O-line created some serious lanes for Connor, for James Connor, and he just fucking destroyed them. You, you know you're having a bad day when James Connor racks up, you know. I, I mean, I don't see scores like that. I like, I like James Connor, like I know you do. I know he's, I know he's burnt you. 
couple of seasons fantasy wise. Yeah, but but I, I always you always picture him as that sort of workhorse. He's that sort of running back you put in when you're sort of five yards out. He's He's not quick. I watched that one where he ran that that the long touchdown that he ran, and it was like he was carrying a couple of barrels. <laughs> I, how, how are you letting him do that? Honestly, I know, I'm but but I mean, it. yeah, it, it was not great at all from the 49ers. Um, but yeah, defensively, they were bloody awful. Um, so stat wise, though, for the 49ers, this is how IDP works, which makes it quite laughable. Um, they spent so much bloody time on the field, they've racked up some points here, and especially so Fred Warner, he had 14 tackles, 17 points. Most of them mainly being dragged along by James Connor. Um, <laughs> no, no I'm joking. Um, but but seriously, um, uh, Eric Armstead he had ten tackles and a sack, so a nice a nice points tour for him. Um, he may be a decent pickup moving forward. Actually, him um, Aziz Al Sahir he got nine tackles and a few others got high tackles as well. There's plenty of them. Um, from the 49ers, and it was just down to the fact that the D was on the field and they they just got ran on and ran on and ran on because that was what was working. Um, they need to sort that run defence out bloody quickly. I mean, like, today. Because if they don't, it could happen again in week 10 a little bit. So I know the Rams, the Rams run game is not their biggest strength, but... Still, they've still got a decent run game and they can still use it when they want. Um, so they really need to sort that out. So the but but the the picks for me are um Armstead and Al Shahir for the 49ers because I think they'll probably get run on again. Um and I, I, Jordan Fuller, he's a good pickup if he's there, I'm sure he is. He's is a funny one. Um, for the safeties, Jordan Fuller and Tyler Rapp. Tyler Rapp actually spends more time in the box, um, but it's but Fuller Fuller maybe for the big play could be he could be in on this one. I reckon Rams win. Um, yeah, for me on this one. What do you reckon, Bram? Yeah, I'd I'd, um, I'd copy and paste that all day long. I mean, uh, Rams. Yeah. Okay, the best teams have bad days at the office, and that's I think that, like you said, we put it down to that. Um, run game again. Uh, okay, you know they've they've got Henderson. Um, he's a he's a decent. Mind you, I mean, like you say, if if they if they can't stop, you know, James Conner, then Henderson's a much more mobile RB. So they're going to have problems if they don't address that. And like I mean, you say, and, and quick, it's... but. It's a funny one though, because the thing is, is where you've got the Arizona O line, where you've gone, they've they've obviously done a job on him. But I mean, I just said the Rams O line is right up there. But I mean, they got absolutely mauled by the tie end. So it, I, I think it just it, it sums up. It, it's it's the old adage at the moment. I think this is one of those genuinely one of those NFL seasons where you go. It is literally. You can have all the stats. You can have all the information. I've heard it said on numerous podcasts that I've listened to. Um, people that have been doing this, you know, much older, much longer, much more experienced than than you know we are, and they're just going, hey, we we. When it Definitely. comes down to it, any given Sunday, we don't really know mm. what's going to happen, and, so, and I mean, that I makes think... it entertaining. Yeah. So it's, well, um... I mean, with that with that in mind, I think the thing is, is the guys moving forward who who were who were looking at. You can only go off the stats that you've got. 
And also, you can all, you know, look at the tackle count. I mean, it's not hard to do. If you want to look at the tackle count, it's quite easy. You pick on the league, select the league that you're talking about, and then you go over to um, season highest on on Sleeper. It's fine if you want to do it that way. Click on tackle, and it'll give you your leading tackle numbers, and you can pick it by position. Yeah. And go on season. Yeah. It's it's really simple to do if you want to do it like that. Or obviously go yeah. on to ESPN and find out the real stats or PFF or whatever whatever way you want to do it. But but the thing is, is go off the go off those numbers at this stage because, like you said, that's all yeah. you can really go off. No, and I, I totally agree with that because what's again, it just highlights the fact that actually predicting what given IDP players are going to do, looking at those sort of stats as we do week in week out is infinitely easier, especially this season, than trying to predict the game results. Yeah. Because I think at the moment you're on a little bit of a hiding to nothing. Yeah, um, that's it. You know, that's it. A, I mean, so... we're doing weekly matchups. So, I mean, we can pretty much... Um, it, it's crazy, really, when you look at it. We're picking up... We're talking about picks and sacks and things like that. Some of the big plays, um, which which usually have been really hard to predict. However, because we're going off quarterback play, which is actually reasonably consistent at this moment in time, it's not too bad. You can pretty much say that... You know, your rookie QBs or the ones that are not that invested, they're going to get sacked. They're quite happy to take the sacks. Well, it's fine. Start the DLs against them then. And then maybe start the secondaries as well and stack them. Because, you know, so there we go. You know, that's that's the kind of... We're making it that um, easy. Yeah. But, um, yeah, just dipping back to the the Rams-Niners game. um, Yeah. I mean, in terms of result, Rams all day long. Uh, If for no other reason, the Niners are just awful at home. Yeah, they just the fans must love going on the road. Um, I, I can't understand the Niners at the moment. I really can't. I just they one minute they look all right, and then they've got. I mean, they've got so many good players. I mean, the Ayuk thing, he's not involved because he fell out. I don't understand that shit. No, and no, then it's but they're they're one of those teams, and you put you know teams like the Broncos in the same category coming into the season. You know, I was I was. I fancy the Niners. I fancy the Broncos to to you know go you know big into the postseason. But at the moment, yeah. it's yeah they're um, crazy horses, right? Yeah. So right, that's about it, guys. So thank you very much for tuning in. Um, and get on. I mentioned it at the start of the pod. Get on the old five yard free roll on fan team. Um, on Sunday, it's going to be massive. Uh, really good. You can get the fan team app. Um, and then just. Just log on there, have a look at the uh, the games and, and find that. But the best way to do it is to tune in Thursday night onto the DFS pod and you can find out all about it from there. Um, so, yeah, that just leaves me to say thanks for tuning in, guys. And remember, keep rushing. See you next week. live a long, healthy life if you're HIV positive. With the current treatments, we can get patients down to being undetectable. The array of options is so much greater today. U equals U. 
Undetectable equals untransmittable. If someone who's HIV positive, they're taking their medication, they're undetectable, they're not able to pass HIV to their partners. Do it for you, Montgomery County. Your HIV treatment is their prevention. Get more information at doitforyoumc.org. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.